Welcome to a special edition of Pressure Points. That's Andrew Murphy behind that Vision Pro, and I'm Gene Munster. And our topic today, of course, is Vision Pro. And I'm going to start with the punchline, the pressure point, and then we're going to uh, back up 16 steps and talk about the significance of this with Apple and their product lineup. We're going to talk about the hardware experience, the user interface, and what our own experience has been at, with the device for the last, call it, three days. And so uh, just from the most high level, the the impact to the business is that going into this weekend, I had thought that this would be about 15% of Apple's revenue, call it in five to 10 years from now, more closer to 10 than five. And after experiencing using the device, and uh, Andrew had uh, spent a lot of time with it as well, our, our conclusion is this is probably 10% of the business, similar to what the Mac and the iPad are. So when you think about this in the pantheon of Apple products, think of this as another iPad, another Mac, something that's important. It's not as game-changing as the iPhone is, will continue to be. And I'm going to pause there, Andrew, because I, I love the kind of the, the arc of this conversation, just uh, jumping into this impact on Apple's overall or where this sits and kind of how Jobs felt about this when he kicked things off with the iPhone and these big devices. Well, everyone's wondering, how big is this? Is this going to be a dud? Is this going to replace my phone? Um, how big is Vision Pro for Apple and for the world, for uh, users of consumer technology devices? And um, after using it for a few days, I feel like uh, I've got a better hold on how important this will be in terms of my personal computing um, in the years to come. And I think that can help us size the business. Bottom line is I came independently to a similar conclusion as you. But I was uh, wanting to go back to that uh, moment that you and I shared um, at the Macworld keynote in 2006, 2007, Seven. when... Steve Jobs took the stage and, and he was reflective, almost sentimental, kind of pacing back and forth. Uh, I went back and read the quote. What he said to the crowd at Moscone that day was, this is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. Every once in a while, a revolutionary product comes along that changes everything. One's very fortunate if you get to work on just one of these products in your career. And Apple has been very fortunate. It's been able to introduce a few of these into the world. And then he went on to introduce iPhone to the world. Um, he was right uh, that uh, he was on stage that day introducing a revolutionary product. And you and I have been fortunate uh, even since then to watch Apple introduce iPad, Apple Watch, and now Vision Pro uh, can be added to the list of these potentially breakthrough category creating products that Apple has invented. Um, so where does Vision Pro stand on that list? I think those devices each sit on a spectrum of utility. The iPhone being the highest, in my opinion. I use it all the time, uh, every day, uh, dozens of times per day. Hundreds, uh, probably. Probably. Too much, right? Um, uh, the Apple watch is something I bought on day one 
I use it every day. I look at it hundreds of times a day, and I've worn it every day since I bought my first Apple Watch years ago. The iPad has been different for me. Um, I have one. I don't use it as often, maybe once or twice a month. And uh, as such, I upgrade it less frequently. My personal habits and practices with these devices are somewhat reflected, at least correlated, with the size of each of those businesses for Apple. Like you were saying, the iPhone's about half of Apple's revenue, and that's why, um, you know, it's, it's half of Apple's revenue because it is such a useful device to so many people. And the iPad is a much smaller business because its utility is much lower. Where does Vision Pro sit on that spectrum? After using it for a few days, I think it's much less useful than an iPhone for a few different reasons we can talk about. Um, it's probably more useful long-term than something like AirPods or um, an Apple Watch even. Um, price factors in here because we're talking about revenue. So I think it's somewhere similar to the iPad, a device that um, is an extra computer uh, that some of us use for some things every day and many of us don't need at all. Um, and as such, I, I think that your initial gut reaction when you used it, that Apple Vision Pro could be, or the Vision product line would eventually be about 10, 15% of Apple's revenue seems to sit right with me. So we'll, we'll uh, so we're basically on the same page. I was at 15, now I'm closer to 10, you're at 10, but that gives uh, probably the most important perspective on this. But we're gonna uh, dive into different components of this, the experience. We're gonna start with the hardware piece. And I would sum up my hardware experience as, I tested it back when it was first announced in June of 2023. It was a relatively short test, call it 20 minutes. The as I as I started to use it longer, I would sum it up as the two best parts about using Vision Pro are putting it on and taking it off. And the the hardware piece is really tough for me to get comfortable with. I had experienced some motion sickness, like walking around with it, felt heavy uh, when you put it on. Just feels heavy. Uh, it is uh you know it kind of leaves a, a mark there's this sense when you're in it uh, and you're enjoying things and we're going to get to the things that i really enjoyed about it but from the hardware perspective of kind of wanting a break through it and I, I was curious did you have that same feeling of like i'm in this but i kind of want a break i did have that feeling a couple times in fact i've been wearing it now for eight minutes and i will take it off uh, not because i need to but um, just to show a few features of it, um, the computer in this device, the, the, the chips, the display, um, the technology they've packed into this, you know, goggles shaped, uh, device is unlike anything I've ever experienced. The vid the cameras, um, the ability to process the cameras in real time, um, even even uh, I've used a lot of different headsets, the magnetic uh, enclosure or the magnetic attachment of the light seal, um, the the band and the way that it attaches to your head, the way that you can tighten it using the hardware is uh, 
night and day uh, and light years better than any other headset that here, here. got. But it's still a heavy headset, not to mention exactly. the battery pack that keeps you kind of tethered to the desk if you've got it on the desk um, or tethered uh, to your pocket or kind of the cord behind you. Um, it's handy to put the battery pack in your pocket, but there's these trade-offs that they've obviously made with Gen 1 that um, will get resolved over time, but they will be an impediment to adoption too. Mm -hmm. Comfort is certainly one of them in addition to some of those other hardware features where just the weight weighs on, you know, you can see the mark above my head, forehead, um, under my eyes. I think it's a big deal, like for the mainstream adoption yeah. of this, like yeah. this has to be version one underlying exclamation point because uh, that we need to get some a form factor that's lighter that uh, doesn't have the social stigma attached to it. Now you were brave, more brave than I I was, and you actually took this out into the wild and and used it at a a sporting event. Uh, yeah, I did. And what um, was the reaction from people around you when you pulled this out? Well, I wanted to capture spatial video. My daughter had a volleyball. Uh, tournament over the weekend and I thought I wanted to uh, try to experience what like a courtside spatial video would be like um and uh so I pulled it out of my backpack I I told the other parents I was sitting nearby that I was going to nerd out for a minute and use this new Vision Pro and I got a lot of questions um but I will say that I uh I wanted to do it as um uh, secretively as I could. Uh, I'm, I'm not totally sure why, but I didn't want to attack a bunch kind of, of attention or yeah, yeah, you feel sort of and maybe, weird or like yeah. you're standing out. And, and you could build the case that 10 years now, there'll be 30 parents in the audience yeah. that have them, but probably not. And I didn't want to embarrass my 14 year old too much. Either. Smart. Yeah. That's, so, uh, I took a 26 second long video and, uh, you also, I did hear about it afterwards. When we were talking, you also mentioned it's just heavy to kind of, it's a commitment to carry it around. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I've got a killer backpack. I can, I can pack for two or three days in a, in a small backpack. And when you're traveling, right, every, every ounce matters. Traveling with Vision Pro is a serious commitment, right? Mm -hmm. You're, it's like bringing a pair of running shoes on an overnight work trip or something, right? You're, it's it's going to take up most of your backpack and, and, and weigh it down. And just on that size and that travel piece, when I picked it up, it's uh, Deepwater owns this device. It's not Andrew or ours. It's, a, it's for the firm. We're going to be investing in companies that are building applications around this. So it's important that we have one. And as we, as I purchased it, they offered me Apple Care and I said, no, and immediately I realized this is uh, $4,000 almost uh, with taxes and everything. Uh, we should get that. So based on that kind of the this thing makes me it feel is. a lot better, the way that the, the cover attaches, yep. but that, that made me feel okay about throwing it in my bag, but the lenses still. are still exposed on the inside. And so we, uh, we upgraded that. We added Apple not rugged by any means. $25 a month for Apple Care, uh, call it 600 a year. You could buy two years in advance for 500. So, but you probably want to get Apple Care with this too. It just kind of makes it even more expensive on top of everything. So, from if I was going to kind of 
uh, sum up the hardware. And I want you to do the same here, Andrew. Sum up hardware. Uh, it just, I realized like this is not going to be a mainstream device in its current form factor. It's just too heavy and there's too many people probably like me who get a little bit motion sickness. Yeah, you bring up motion sickness too. The the another important piece of the hardware is the video pass through. And I've noticed some people get very sensitive to any kind of blurriness in in the headset. And I personally feel like it's uh a little bit of a fuzzy version of reality. Um I my mind normalizes to the video pass through pretty quickly. Um summarizing the hardware it's unlike any other headset I've ever used, um, you know, 10 times better kind of a thing than a Quest, for example, and still not light enough for mainstream adoption or very long sessions of use. Love it. Let's go on a second topic here, which is the user interface. Mm. Uh, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah super fun to experience a, a whole new design interaction paradigm from apple for the first time right when the home screen of apps appears in front of you uh it's sort of one of those you gotta see it to believe it moments um that uh was it's fun uh just a special a special thing for people that have been using computers and nerding out about apple products for decades um, even those that haven't, that, um, are familiar with iPhones or a Mac, um, I think are also instantly familiar with the user interface mm -hmm. settings is everything is familiar there of where to find your subscriptions, photos, yeah. everything. Yeah. But I, I jumped over the most important point, I think, which is the gesture recognition. Um, it's amazing that Apple has been able to continue to innovate on user interface from the Mac point and click with the mouse to the iPod with the scroll wheel, just very naturally scrolling through your list of songs to multi-touch with the iPhone, pinching and zooming and looking at photos or apps or, I mean, for a company to go four for four on a new interface with the gesture control the eye tracking and the gesture recognition is 10 out of 10 i think lights out they nailed it and it works um incredibly intuitively for young people old people um people that are familiar with headsets and people that aren't um that's something i think only apple can do and puts them instantly ahead in the race for the headset uh, category if spatial computing is something that grows you know to be an increasing share of our computing paradigms agree across the board won't add much to what you said but want to emphasize something it is a 10 out of 10 it's so good the eye tracking and the gestures and the clicking and all that it's so good that it almost is eerie at times as it's reading your mind. And so great job, Apple, on the interface front. Uh, let's switch to Vision OS and talk apps. Mm. Well, just the operating system itself, um, again, is instantly recognizable and yet uh, a whole new paradigm. Um, 
Siri works flawlessly, right? That's uh, easy to easy to use. It's actually one of the easier ways to input text. Um, I think the other thing about the OS that uh, surprised me, having used a lot of different headsets with augmented reality, was that the windows, when they're in front of you in space, stay in position, right? Those objects are anchored in space, rock solidly. And that that is different than any other uh, headset that I've used. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to make it... It's a big deal. Yeah, just to make it useful mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, easy, simple. Uh, to the point where I could go in a different room, come back, and my desktop or my iTunes window is still in the same place I love it. that I left it. And if you go behind it, you can see the back of it, which is white, by the way. Uh, the, I've never seen what a, the back of an application window looks like <laughs> <laughs> until Vision Pro, and apparently they're white. Um, but that that solid anchoring, I think, adds a ton to the Vision OS experience. And uh, yeah, and then you start downloading apps and and surrounding yourself with apps and and trying all sorts of different use cases. Uh, before we jump into the apps, want to give you my ex- or uh, recant my experience here is that the ease that you could bring your existing Apple world into it. It was a login. You know exactly where to find it. You don't need instructions to figure out how to use it, but you log into your iCloud account and all of a sudden your videos start uh, dropping in there. You get your text messages, phone calls. It just was seamless. So from the OS perspective, just awesome. How about apps? Uh, what apps jumped out to you as being most valuable? That's kind of seems to be one of the bigger questions. Yeah. What did I download in order? I think it was, well, remember this is a work device. So I, I downloaded Zoom. I downloaded Slack. Uh, I downloaded Microsoft Word. So these most of these are just existing iPhone apps that have been ported over. Uh, each, uh, let's see, the Slack app is the iPad version of Slack. So it really it's not um, optimized for spatial. It's kind of just... Yeah, More a two-dimensional iPad wired app for spatial. The Zoom app is a native Vision OS app. Okay. And I think the Word application is also a native Vision OS app, but it's very much what you would expect, a two-dimensional word processing. Uh, that, by the way, that, those don't feel like true Vision OS apps. When Yeah. So another app that I downloaded was Fruit Ninja. And... um that was, I mean, I'm not a huge gamer. Uh, I've played Fruit Ninja before in different, on different devices, like an iPad. Um, but I thought it'd be cool to use my hands and the gesture recognition to slice the fruit and play the game. Um, I found it to be okay. Um, I think my hands Bummer. were moving so fast that the they weren't being recognized. When I slowed them down to slice the fruit... It was a lot better. My experience mm-hmm. with third-party apps, though, so far has either been kind of what you would expect, like with Slack, or they're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's really like the Apple TV app with some of those immersive videos, or um, 
I guess uh, Disney Plus is a third-party app. That got a lot of use over the weekend. Um, or the meditation app, right? Like that that truly immersive three-dimensional... The, the app ecosystem is not there yet, in summary. Agree. Officially, they've got a million plus, but those are iPhone apps, iPad apps ported over. Uh, they got 600 of their apps that are optimized for Vision OS, so we'll see that grow. Um, my expectation, probably 2,000 plus by the end of the year. Next topic is the video experiences. And this, Ooh, when I Before we it, move on from apps, sorry, I'll, I will say, um, I was... Um, on the vision OS side, one feature that I think is a, an obvious and hopefully urgent feature that they add is uh, multiple user accounts on a single yeah. device. That would be super handy for a family so that you can not, you know, so you don't have to log out and log back into your iCloud. Got or you guest accounts, but those don't, don't really cut it. Right. I think multiple user accounts was, it, it took a while to bring that to iOS even and um, the Apple TV. And I think it'll come. Makes uh, sense. I was a little surprised though that they couldn't get that ready to ship on, on day one. Cause it, it really does help share and build excitement amongst For a sure. small group. Or, yeah. We're logging in the office. Device. We're logging in and out and deleting our data and put back like, it up. It's kind of, it's clumsy. So video experiences this was the one back in june 23 demoed it with the spatial video that was just i thought this is going to totally redefine how memories are iphone 15 comes out i wasn't going to buy iphone 15 they announced this is in september that it's going to be able to capture spatial video i buy iphone 15 a month two months later it comes out you can they announce the feature a couple months later and i start capturing so i had captured probably 30 or so videos in spatial uh, going into this. So once I logged in and updated it, uh, I got to experience those videos again. And I can say this exceeded my expectations. I had high expectations around spatial. It exceeded it to the point where like I just, I would just got lost in watching these and it, it does bring you back. It's hard to yeah, you uh, feel like you it. are there. You feel like you are there. You're sitting in the room with people back. When that video was yeah. uh, Like emotional for me. The one thing I did not like about it is there's this kind of, at least for the spatial video shot with the iPhone, there's this kind of dreamy effect on the edges of the video. Now, the video that you shot at that volleyball game, it didn't have it. It, it kind of captured most of the screen, but the, the, the videos are getting captured with your iPhone. Uh, but just these snippets, and I just think for capturing memories, it's powerful. Check the box for me. That was a success. And but you, you when we talked about it too, you said they're cool, but you can't do them for long. Um, I may have been talking about the actual immersive videos, oh, like, like the 3D movies and things like that. 3D movies and stuff like that. Yeah. So what's not long? Like 10 minutes? Is that? Yeah, I, I haven't. Um, so let's see. Backing up on video, there's three different kinds of videos I encountered. That well, four. Um, normal two-dimensional videos, right, where you're looking at a pane, and you may be surrounded by an immersive experience, but it's really just a two-dimensional video pane. Then there was a similar experience with 3D movies that are 
limited to a pane, but they're three dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different layers in the video and sort of like a 3d movie at the theater with glasses on. Um, then there's immersive 3d experiences. The one that I kept showing people was an Apple TV video where a woman is uh, slacklining above the fjords in Norway or something like that. Um, very high peaks, long well, drop off after like eight years from that. Wasn't that kind of the basic idea of the original, you put a phone on a device and you were looking at VR. Yeah. And, and it's different in vision pro. I think, uh, either the quality of the cameras and or just the the vision pro fidelity mm-hmm. right um audio and visual uh it it gives people um the sensation of being up on that cliff to the point where they're spooked i'd actually i'm curious to hear your thoughts I, yeah i get i, I get motion you... sick just even thinking about that yeah i know just not to throw you uh, or not to not to expose too much but i know you also have fear of heights and i'm wondering what the, if if you experience For your sure. fear in that video uh try it out and let us know uh then there's the spatial videos that the vision pro or the iphone 15 pro can capture and then you watch back and that's the most magical of of all of the of all of the video uh categories and i did that volleyball one to try to give people the um, experience of what it would be like to sit courtside and watch a well-produced NBA game on Vision Pro. Unfortunately, it's 14-year-old girls playing volleyball, and it's not quite that same experience. But uh, Here's my guess. My guess is it's going to be amazing for 10 minutes, then you're going to want to take it off. And then probably go in and watch it for another 10 minutes. Yeah, by the time they can produce something like that, uh, Friday Night Baseball in mm-hmm. in uh, spatial video or the NBA Finals in spatial my, video, my, my maybe question the device was, won't weigh as much. Right. Doesn't the hardware – I mean, it's going to be incredible. These experiences are going to be incredible, but doesn't the hardware basically prevent us from truly experiencing them right now? Right now. It does for a long time. Yeah, yeah. it does. And what, what's, what do you think – what's the threshold for you? terms I of, just for me it's 10 know. minutes I mean, but i'm a glasses wearer. well oh, oh the the time duration time duration like how much could you did watch some that longer session i did some longer sessions 20 30 minutes with the um headband that uh, goes over the top of your head mm-hmm. and um i didn't have any dizziness or motion sickness um for me i could do 30 minutes to an hour uh using the device uh where I was okay. I had a little eye strain at the end. I had a headache because of the pressure on my forehead, but I'm okay for 30 to 60 minutes. There was two or three other people out of 10 that I showed who were within a minute or two, um, too dizzy, didn't like it and want to take it off. So maybe that's the right way to think about this is that piece of it's maybe 20 or 30% of the population. So Mm -hmm. anything more on video before we jump into kids reaction? No. So with kids, uh, I've got a couple kids. I don't want them messing around with this. Uh, Andrew, you're you're more brave. Uh, what was your experience? And they're a little older. A little older. They've, they've shown themselves to be pretty responsible with with screens. 
Um, one moment that I thought captured it was after uh, my older daughter had used it once, enjoyed it. She did the dinosaur thing. She actually got spooked by the dinosaur. Um, like she was, uh, her mind was tricked, right? Into thinking that it was real or scary at least. Um, so she liked it a lot and wanted to use it throughout the weekend. Um, but I saw her on the couch at one point, uh, just kind of wanting to veg out after, uh, this volleyball tournament that she was at. And, um, the vision pro was sitting right next to her. And I had the thought that, uh, an iPhone with TikTok to a teenager is really stiff competition for vision pro. Mm -hmm. And that's the case with us and our laptops too, or us and our phones. Um, we're getting to the point where, um, the spectrum of computing is pretty well saturated by Apple devices, right? If I'm exercising, a watch is great. If I'm at my desk, a laptop is great. Um, if I'm on the go, uh, on a subway, my phone cool. is great. So we're pretty well covered and there's a lot of competition across that spectrum for vision pro. And I, I, I think she's more, um, I think kids in general are hooked on their phones because they're convenient. Um, you can whip it out of your pocket. Muscle memory opens up TikTok in two seconds and you're scrolling two seconds later. And with, with Vision Pro, it's put the headset on, wait for 15 seconds for it to boot up. Yeah. And there's and no then, TikTok today. There will be, I'm sure. Yeah. And and who knows when, when TikTok does come out, like, is that immersive and and yeah. cool enough to want you to to I could see TikTok and spatial be a thing. Well, this is where I think you and I get most excited is the possibilities of new businesses that are newly possible because mm -hmm. of this new device and the value that'll unlock for people and for investors that invest in these types of companies. Like what is the Uber of Vision Pro? What is the Instagram of Vision Pro? or the TikTok of Vision Pro. We don't know yet, but that's exciting to consider. Do you think that from uh, like a gaming perspective, that this from a kids and gaming perspective, this is kind of has that potential where kids will put it on and just have it on for five hours, like they sit in front of their PlayStation? Um, I do. I, I think that uh, I remember even as a kid, like, playing video games for too long and you get kind of a headache or, uh, you know, it's either too much Mountain Dew or too much <laughs> Nintendo, but you get lost in something that is, uh, so stimulating and vision pro is certainly yeah. on that, on that level, even despite the, the weight and things like that. I think yeah, that's, I think there's real concern around mental health, eye health, um, just mental wellness in general uh, that we should be aware of and, and conscious of. And Apple's done a good job with screen time limits. That feature does exist in Vision Pro. So you could we get an eye doctor on here and have them talk about what the impact of these devices are for a different top, for a different pressure point. Uh, let's... Uh, wrap anything more on the kids front before we go to general thoughts no more 
your general takeaway? Mm. Well, we hit up at the top. Um, just that I, I do think uh, this is a new category of computing and one that I think will move the needle for Apple. I think it's uh, much smaller than the iPhone. I don't think it will replace the phone, um, at least in in the next decade or two. Um, so I think it's much smaller than that. Then you're looking at biz or, or businesses or categories that are smaller for Apple. And, um, and I think this fits somewhere in there uh, near the iPad in terms of uh, usefulness. Um, over the weekend, I used the Vision Pro a lot, more than I thought I would. I put it through its paces and tried almost every use case I could um, to see what's it like to watch a baseball game in Vision Pro. Uh, what's it like to play a game? What's it like to FaceTime? What, I, I tried it all. Um, Love it. And uh, when I come away from it, I, I think it's still not obvious to me what I would be dying to do on day one if I bought a Vision Pro personally. And that wasn't the case for iPhone. Um, it was immediately obvious to me that I would love to have the desktop class internet in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And it was immediately obvious to me with the Apple Watch that I wanted to track my fitness and exercise and workouts every day. And I've done that every day since. Vision Pro, it's not obvious to me. And, and you could say, wait till the future generation. We know this is going to get better. Or we mm -hmm. know there's going to be more apps and stuff like that. But with the iPhone and the Apple Watch, you didn't need to wait. It was immediately obvious what was capable and what you wanted to do and why you would want to buy this device. That's why I think it's more similar to the iPad, um, which for me wasn't and still isn't totally obvious, like what I love to do on my iPad that I can't do anywhere else. Uh, so my general takeaway is that this is an exciting paradigm shifting device that is sort of similar to the iPad in terms of my personal computing. And I'm excited to see what spatial computing brings us from here. Love it. My takeaway is this is going to be a long road. It's a worthy road for Apple to go on to. I'm in that population where the headset itself was prohibitive to how much I can use it and look forward to lighter versions and maybe even someday some form of glasses. That's a long, long ways away just from a, from a tech perspective. But I do believe that concept of immersion and look forward to how different apps can be built. I think the best use case for this is somebody who's working at home two days a week because you can just put it on in your office. You can teleport to your to be with your other workers. You got some amazing screens around you. You can take it on and off throughout the day. That to me is the initial target market for probably the next year or so. So uh, safe to say, Andrew, uh, we are optimistic about this long term, but no, it's going to take time. Agreed. So I'm going to wrap us up right there. We'll do further updates as we continue to use different apps and things jump out at us. This is a topic that is going to be front and center for us for a long time. So on behalf of Andrew, myself, and Pressure Points, bye for now.